The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain wrestling brain what a great fucking wednesday to be tuned in to this channel some nights i tell you this i tell you this josh before we even get into the the intros and the names and the uh the catchphrases some nights you just feel bad for folks who don't love pro wrestling you just can't explain it you say there there are listen there are nights when you turn it on and, and you guys don't this is, you turn it on and you say this isn't for you i get it and we all each to each their own uh if you were doing anything else but watching pro wrestling on Wednesday night, boy, howdy, you missed out. That is a banger, top to bottom, AEW Dynamite. What a show tonight. I cannot wait to talk about it. I am your boy, The Zoobs. You are with us live here, twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. Or maybe you're listening the next morning on the Wrestling Brain podcast. Either way, we appreciate you coming to us because we got a lot to talk about tonight, the dream kind of show that you talk about when you talk about watching wrestling on a weekly basis. I'm your boy, The Zoobs, as I said, breaking it down with my man, the West Coast. It's J Zero, Mr. 50K, Josh C, my tag team partner, my better half. My man, how you feeling? I think it was Brian Danielson who said, it's easy to get people to like excellent pro wrestling. Excellent pro wrestling is fucking awesome. That's right. And I think we got to witness a little of that on tonight's AEW Dynamite. Some uh, things I would call undeniable on yeah. tonight's program. And I echo your exact sentiment, Zoobs. If you were watching absolutely anything else tonight besides AEW Dynamite, and now let's be honest, the A show, the AEW. Yeah, this is the real. With Zoobs and this, this is the real can't miss. I mean, God, man, laughing like a hyena in my studio, just watching that main event, just like, you know, taking it in. With Incredible it. night. That's the main event. A hot opener, like a, an absolute crowd bait uh, segment off the top. Um, it's like really no filler. A, a great tag team match that I thought was I thought was awesome. That sort of played on uh, what we expected to happen. I thought I right. thought wall to wall really strong so this is an easy high marks one for me i feel like the chat feels the same because the chat uh was very excited to come into here tonight um i'm excited personally because i had a friend our most recent follower sam sutherland who you may know from blink 155 pod uh or um this exists which is a yes. youtube channel uh he reached out to me he said i watched the royal rumble and i thought the spectacle was funny watched it for johnny knoxville and he was like what do you think i should do i was like i should watch dynamite tonight with what i said and then bang if you don't like that, then you no need to watch anything. Have you talked to Sam? Uh, I, 15 minutes into the program, he said, thank you so much. This is fucking amazing. We, we should have him call in. I love hearing that's, from... Uh, that's what I said. There he is. He's in the chat. Bada boom. That's how, that's how it works. Sam Sutherland right there, making it look easy. But the right night 
to get hooked on a little all elite wrestling. That's just in my opinion, these zoobs. We'll get into it, but like we always do off the top, I'd like to encourage everybody, drop a follow, drop a subscribe. If you're feeling nasty, you can use those emotes later. The follow helps us on our road to 2000 Brainiacs. Uh, zoobs, you can follow us on Twitter at wrestling underscore brain. That's where it's going down. That's where you get to see uh, mine and Zoobs' is, uh, wrestling takes, no matter Super. how you feel about those. So uh, cool. do that. If you don't mind, Zoobs, like we always do off the top here, I want to ask the chat, even though I got a strong feeling what tonight's is, on a scale of one to seven, one being the worst, seven being the best, what do you rate tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite to you and the and the chat? Well, Zoobs, freshly played Balden. You're looking incredible. Yeah, busy week for me this week. A lot of uh, video calls. Easy seven for me. We'll see what the chat says, but that's a seven. That's a damn seven. I I, I don't know where that show lost marks for people. Um you got a you got a forty minute main event. You got Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson. I do it every I'll do it every so often. Brian Danielson saying that they should start a a <laughs> faction with Mox and Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty, um, playing absolutely right into my hands. They played all the hits for me. That was a seven. I did not have uh, much where I was where I was not into this. People, I've seen some people saying a little flat in the middle hour. I usually feel that way, and I did not feel that way. That that tag match had a lot of good with me. I thought that was. Uh, I thought it was a cool, I thought it was a damn cool show. Same other one, first time seeing seven. So that's all you that's all you could ask for. Somebody comes in and gives an immediate seven. That's what it's all about. Thank you to Pacefall for the submission. Thank you to first time chatter. It's Zerka showing up. We greatly appreciate seeing new faces around here. McVander huge with a subscription. Thank you very much. Saying Strauss in the station. Zoobs knows. Do you know Zoobs? I do. Um uh, McVander Huge, we had a revelation. Remember on uh, Sunday? No, pardon me, Monday, uh, during first contact. Um, McVander Huge shared the video of the backyard wrestling. I don't know if you were here for that. The guy that jumps off the bus and like the clips of the backyard wrestling that was taken in Port Elgin, Ontario, which is where my mom lives. And I have been going to Port Elgin every summer of my entire life, 36 yeah. consecutive summers in Port Elgin. So I know McVander Huge uh, quite well. He was a bouncer at Strousers, which is where if you wanted to get into a fight, you would go to Strousers. If you wanted to get served, as a 13-year-old, you would go to the Queens across the street. Yeah, and so, of course, if you're six foot nine, Zoobs is a teenager, <laughs> you're looking for fights all the time. It's like, let me get my hands on creepy bastards and beat the you know, hell out of them. I didn't, so much go looking, I, I didn't so much go looking for them as they found me. You know what I mean? Uh, Haha Jackson saying, has it occurred to anyone that the main event tonight was better than any WWE, any match WWE will book for Mania? Yeah, of course. Um, my, my mind more went to directly comparing it to the Rumble, which I watched on Saturday, and it was just like, they were trying to sell you the rumble for 50 bucks on basic cable and you could have just turned on tonight it's wild hype train success easy this exists rules thank you for showing me some advantage love songs sam sutherland awesome people, people love loving this crossover zoops do you want to machine gun through some of tonight's scores as i've done a, a bunch of talking here through the chat in the past couple minutes yeah, absolutely. Madawson leads us off with a six and a half. Anfield Road, seven. Good friend, Jake, six. Leifer, 1984, six. 6.75 from a 613 Tobias. You want to give it a seven, man. 6.75, just give it a seven. Uh, six and a half from Jay's Retro. Sixes from Ashton Kutcher, Chain Wallet Owner. 6.9 from America's So Bad and Tucky and Shay. 6.5 from C Suppa. Uh, McVander Huge goes out there and gives it a seven. Maddie Mac, six and a half. Uh, Cadenza, six and a half. Losing half a point for Brandy Lambert. Six and a half from Hey, My Name is Will. Sevens from Trilly McGinnis. E Prime and Pace Foul, 6.9 from Jay Eggs, a 6.5 from Atomic, a 7 from Kev Cell and Heart Note, a 6 from Eric, a 7 from No Clue What This Is, a 5.95 looking like the low mark from Nanners, 6.5 from Justin Morris, 7s from Nice Boy Online, Haha Jackson, Sal Paradise, Fruits Are Edible, and Sam's other one. Ashton Kutcher said he said 6, we'll move to 6.5, and, a half. and uh, Trilly McGinnis 
sort of saying my point here. If that isn't the seven, I don't know what isn't what is. And then DTA podcast, a first time chat. They are saying seven as well. Uh, Dennis Dirty, we're coming in late with the seven and six and a half guy without a mullet. Six one three Tobias says you are right. It's a seven. That's you are right. This is the, all I ever want to hear on this channel. This channel feels so good. Not enough guys without mullets, you know. I yeah, I, I'm sort of have to. I'm agnostic towards that, you know. Right, I suppose. That, okay, all right. Didn't mean to force you to take a stance on something that you know you don't want to put you in a game you can't play. Zoom, ha- so hairstyle zero in the video sensitive. games is what I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zoom's easy seven for me. You said you know if this isn't it, what is it? Frankly, the first hour of the show could have sucked shit for me, and I'd be giving this a seven. Like I enjoyed tonight's main event more than I've enjoyed wrestling in a while. Uh, more than anything on Wrestle Kingdom, more than anything on Royal Rumble, more than anything on Dynamite lately. So yeah, yeah easy seven for me. Yeah, this was this was up there to uh, basically with your hour long your hour long uh, Danielson matches with Omega and with with Hangman. I think that's the that's the league that this stuff gets judged against, and uh, it and duly so. So we were talking before the show. Um, this is obviously a review show. We love to review the show, um, but we uh, I like the first segment a lot. You like the first event a lot. I love the main event. You love the main event. We want to know, does the chat want us to start at the end of the mm. show or the beginning of the show this week? We sort of, we're very excited about the main event. Lots to talk about. We'd love to get into it. So we're going to let the chat let us know, do you want us to start at the main or with Big Mox? Yeah, I mean, it's not like you go wrong either way. Let's like the main Our event. mod, Maddie Mac, saying end. And, of course, thank you to Maddie Mac. And it's worth bringing up that if you're going to say anything transphobic, racist, homophobic, anything in that vein, get the fuck out of here. Maddie Mac will ban you and have you out the door before you can say goodbye. You know, so you know how that goes. Yes. It looks like it's going to be in, let's look about 65-35 towards main event. So let's go right to the main event. Um, I'll tell you this. So I'll give you the, the weekly update on how my wife is feeling about this. Because, as you know, the sort of the only thing she's really had a, a talking point on was mox mjf she could not wait to get to the blow off she couldn't wait for them to finally square it off she said she was in for the whole match hook line and sinker on the false finish um so full enjoyment here on the main event i want to get my piece out because i know you're gonna a little essay here a little a little stephen brunt action a video essay <laughs> you know i'm not gonna shut the fuck so up much. for a while once i get going <laughs> thank you rat manus with the sub that's a six month streak for him. that's a half a goddamn year Thanks, um so, yeah, listen, I loved it. I think this is sort of the – we talk about this pretty often as sort of the, the promise of what this show is. And tonight for me was that promise is you, you get a hot feud, it's going to pay off. You're going to have – the match will happen. You will have a resolution. That's such an important promise and is such important. We talked about this on Sunday with, you know, the, the in a nutshell, that DQ finish at the Rumble was stupid. But, you know, if you want to be a defender, you could say, oh, it, it's building for a future thing. But you only get that if – You've built the goodwill. And this is what AEW has done is they've built this goodwill that we knew, you know, maybe there was going to be uh, he was going to cheat to win or or there would be something go on. But we were going to get this beat happen tonight. We were going to get this match. happen. We were, we were going to get 45 minutes. We were going to get a blow off that made it worth the two month feud that they built into it. And I felt they delivered. Uh, I loved the main event. I thought um, classic face versus heel. Classic good guy, bad guy. Chicago eating it up and wanting Ooh. more. Um, I want to just officially get again before I let you run with this. Uh, this is similar to the line we drew in the sand with Eddie Kingston is you're just not allowed to say MJF is bad in the ring. You're just like not like you just it's not a talking point you can use anymore. It's just not true. I, I obviously, listen, he's in there with CM Punk uh, best in the world. 
who has who has done this very well and played to styles and played to story but um mjf holding his weight in every way and sort of really he's just so good at what he does he's just so good at pro wrestling uh being the classic bad guy i thought uh an absolute gem so 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 happy with this episode in general and that a huge part of that is coming out of that main event I loved your first takeaway, maybe most there, Zoobs, and it was sort of the thing that left was left resonating with me too, which was the I saw I asked in my Discord today and on Twitter in the Keep It or Kick It's, what do you think is going to sort of happen tonight on uh, in between MJF and CM Punk? And I was surprised at how many people were like, oh, there won't be a match; it'll be a DQ finish, it'll something of this nature. It was like maybe a draw, but I think MJF cheats to win, like that. You've been saying that last week's show. I think you agreed. Yeah. And like they ain't gonna do you dirty. Like you can you can release yourself of your New York pilling. They're the AEW is not an anti-fan company yet. Who knows where this company is in five years? We're in what may end up being its golden era. But that was a huge takeaway for me too. As well, you put my cards on the table, and I think this sort of is evocative of the sort of wrestling I like and uh, you know, my my homerism for CM Punk, but you put this in the tier of the Hangman Page Brian Danielson matches, I like this more than I liked either of those. I love the second. I love the second Hangman and Brian. Uh, I thought that was really good. Love the the first one too. Uh, but I mean, listen. First of all, credit to Chicago tonight. You brought it up, Zoobs, but they are the third participant in this match from minute one of this. Do we have the final time? Can the chat let me know the the final runtime of this match from Go? Chicago was like. Yeah, CM Punk's our guy, and we hate MJF, and we're going to be able to sustain this energy for this entire match, which is no small feat, right? It, mm-hmm. Incredible. Um, I, I don't know if I start talking about the match itself, but yeah, this was better to me. The, I bought the chokeout finish. I sure. bought the, you know, from a meta sense, CM Punk gets beat twice in this match by MJF. He gets pinned and choked out. Yep. Egoless Punker. Um, I mean, God, man, I was sitting here watching it, just, just gritted, just like this fucking rules to watch. And as great as Mox and Brian got me going in the beginning, it was a, a reminder of who the actual best in the world was. I was blown away by this main event. So is that safe to say this is your favorite CM Punk match this season back? Yes, but that's not to shit on the Darby match at all, which I do think was a, a really good return. But yeah, I definitely think. Who knows, you know, this is the longest, which, you know, me, I, I can hardly tell the difference between a long match and a good match sometimes. But this was uh, this was definitely on the good side of that equation. But I'll uh, tell you, sometimes you just hit 35 minutes and I'm like, oh, this must be good, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess official time can be a little squirrely because it paused for about a minute and a half, right? Sort of it didn't. It absolutely. wasn't full 40 minutes, but, but yeah, absolutely. Um, great so payoff. Let's, can we take this match from the top, Zooms? Do you mind if we take this match sure. all the way from the top? MJF is out first in Chicago to huge boos with 44 minutes left in this program. What did you think when you saw wherever? Because I think we both said MJF cheats to win on last week's show. Yes. When you see 44 minutes left, let's call it 45, you know, three quarters an hour left of this episode. What does that alone sort of get your mind going as a guy who's, you know, sort of analyzing this from the, the outside and what this could mean for the match itself? I actually sort of thought maybe we were getting misdirected. I thought maybe we were going, we were getting, we were going, it was going to be like, and that is honestly what made the falsy about, about a half I was hour say, mark you were. so That's, effective. Is I was just like, I was like, ah, I thought maybe they were going to do this. Is, is 
is they give us the like actually punk can't go 45 minutes and 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 this guy's just too devious and the and the work is too good so i didn't think they were going to go the 40 minutes which is a bit of a change i know we talked about um when the uh, danielson matches opened the shows right we talked about what did that mean for you did it mean it was going to go an hour again um i i did think we were going to get some not who for all but we were, it was going to end quickly and we were going to have some sort of fallout and, and who knows um so i was very curious when this started at about at about quarter after i was like "Ooh, this is intriguing and uh yeah part of that is me being uh pretty ready for this pretty pretty hyped up for this and, and the la- the work the last two months did to sort of lay the groundwork for this totally uh, Anfield Road correctly pointing out there was an apocalyptic snowstorm in Chicago today. Lots of people, and I think uh, Anf- Anfield Road himself were supposed to be there tonight and then couldn't make it because of the conditions. So that makes the crowd all that much more impressive. Uh, Jay saying it was about 38 minutes long, the match. There you go. So incredible. Seems right. Hey, my name is Will saying this match was a love letter to the classic pro wrestling we all grew up with. Yeah. Uh, if I could pause there for a bit, this match brought the New York style in a way that I like. This felt like a mix of New York and new japan in a way that tanahashi and uh and jericho feels that way to me too where it steals some of the the interference stuff or, or in this case the fake out spot with the choke uh, i mean that's right out of new york and i thought it was used to great effect here yeah. uh scoot saying darby should have beaten punk in that match i think he's joking because horrible take uh jay's retro saying all i could think about was how much i love wrestling while watching this i had that feeling too yeah i i i had that vibe throughout the course of the night i I had that very early on from from danielson's promo promo onward i was like yeah this is the show that i am like not somebody asks what you if you enjoy wrestling it's like this is the one that i'm not in like if someone was like oh you watch wb i'd be like i'd be like absolutely not you know what i mean (laughs) something you're not embarrassed to be watching every week no sir uh, I like Kurt Hawkins saying Brian is a hundred percent times better than Punk. Always has been. I'll let that one stand. Uh, as soon as I was like, it's not going to go over well. So, I'm well, not just like, it. is it possible to be twice as good as CM Punk? I think you definitely make the case Brian Danielson's better. I don't feel that way. But is any wrestler twice as good as CM Punk? Hundred percent. I like Kurt Hawkins. Says so. Think so. But he likes Kurt Hawkins. So I suppose that could maybe that might explain a hundred percent times. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100% times. It might, I mean, God, who knows? That's the exponents are, are massive there. It might even be more than double if we pause to think. Um, uh, Tuck and chasing MJF in the Yankee pinstripes with Chef Kiss. Yeah, absolutely. Callback uh, to Punk Cena. Incredible. So they're both in the ring, and MJF doing the thing that I love. I just reviewed uh, ECW Barely Legal 97 behind the Patreon, and they do this big thing with Shane Douglas and Pitbull 1. They build up this huge, or Pitbull 2, they built up this huge thing. Shane Douglas has, has broken Pitbull 1's neck, and Pitbull 2 is going to get revenge. And they're before the bell, and then Pitbull 2 runs forward and slaps a headlock on him. And it's like, what? Whereas MJF here is like champing at the bit to get a hold of CM Punk and is ready for this match to start. And they get right to it, or at least they try to, as uh, MJF is barking pre match, but tries to bail immediately, which CM Punk turns into a spot where he sort of pendulum punches him, feeling the crowd in every moment. Punk has heard my complaints about soft forearms and has decided he is not going to do them against MJF in this match as he is absolutely slugging on him. I love that MJF was able to reverse every single one of CM Punk's signature spots until he was exhausted later and then the bulldog hit. But he's a huge fan of CM Punk, as we all know. So things like the, the, the punches on the turnbuckle didn't work and he dodges the first elbow. thought that was a really cool touch here. Uh, as always... Um... MJF is just a guy who does his like he does his homework. He's a student of it. He 
He's uh, a guy that that knows the history and knows the small details. It it, it shines through in all of his work, whether it be uh, promos, whether it be the story beats, whether it be the things that he brings up, whether it be the moves that he does or the ways that he wins. Uh, he does the homework, and that's the layer that you know you and I we talk about this many many times. It's not just do the moves; it's do the moves because it's do the moves this way. It's do the moves then, and he is uh, he's a master of it. He really is a young master of 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 the wise and not just the house totally agree his timing on everything his execution on everything as much as i'm want to praise cm punk in this match you can't do it alone mjf was outstanding here and again i know everybody knows what a great character mjf is but it's one thing to be a great character and then it's one thing to be that character in ring too that's what's tough about supernatural characters right like why would the fiend wrestle in a certain way things of that nature mjf knows how to be mjf in ring how to be a heel but still look crisp and, and everything's looking good. It's, it's just, that's a tightrope walk. And he, he masters it. Uh, CM Punk doing the MJF taunt, sitting in the ropes, just <laughs> a moment that of course got me sitting up. He brings, uh, he gets MJF at a full Nelson and brings him ring, ringside to UFC fighter Bilal Muhammad. Of course, a good friend to CM Punk's and training partner over at Rufus Sport. Muhammad slaps him, throws him back in ring. Everything about this match the crowd on the arm drops. So Punk's in the choke, right? They're doing the arm drop test. The crowd wants CM Punk to be up on that third arm. So bad. You feel they're going, CM Punk. And like, at two, it's like out of a movie. It's like drops the second time. CM Punk, CM. It's like, oh, maybe louder. We'll bring our hero back to life. An amazing moment and an amazing match. The What I'm deeming the Punkensteiner, where he hits that standing Frankensteiner on him in the middle. I mean, that's going to be shared as a, a gif for years to come. Incredible spot. And Zoobs, you talk about it's not always about the doing the moves. God, the back, I mean, they pick it up in the end, as you should. But there's a ton of this match spent where these guys are too tired and too hurt to do the moves. They go for stuff and they collapse. Once Punk starts selling his leg, he doesn't stop. The only time he gets up for it is he sort of jogs to the corner and reverses which knee he hits the guy with because he's selling the other leg. Like, this is the stuff that helps me, the, the level I want to engage with this stuff, and it's, it's feeding me right back. Just magnificent stuff by both guys here. Yeah, you're getting a little Rybowski with this. You want to feed me more is your, is your feeling here. Uh, I have to agree that the leg work, which, you know, I think we see often you'll see a guy work a leg for six minutes, and then, you know, Seth Rollins is it. It's like, oh, now all of his knee-based offense is 100% effective still. Um, I thought that was really cool. I loved... Uh, and to dig a little, you know, get a little into the back half of this match, uh, MJF having this, having this sort of the stinger issue, and he even, even blocking the ropes hurts him. Yeah, going, to, yeah. Um, I think that's the little stuff, the tiny things uh, that adds that depth. That that you know, not, not that it was again, and to the point, it wasn't like a PWG, like it wasn't a kickout fest. It wasn't like no. a, it wasn't like a one, two, oh, one, but but th those little pieces, those little injuries, the nicks, the the things that they were harboring uh played into every single thing that they did in the in the back 15 20 minutes of this match so there was a ton a ton of depth uh i was really impressed and uh i mean jesus it, like i don't know i looked, I looked at today like, this is a pay-per-view like this is a pay-per-view show tonight that's that's a 45 minute main event to blow off a grudge uh it, it was a big ass show and this With was a finish. main event worthy of it yeah I mean, if if that was on a pay-per-view, that'd be the best match on a lot of pay-per-views. Yeah. A lot of pay-per-views. Uh, this match doesn't give us the full Wardlow face turn, I wouldn't say. Would you, would you say this was him fully turning face zoobs as he comes out and sort of makes the decision? He's, he's, he's like, ah, do I attack Punk? Do I not? And then the ref steps in and is like, get out of here. 
and that makes him disengaged. Did, did, and I'll ask the chat too, did you read this as the full-on Wardlow face turn? I think that's still coming in the face of the Revolution ladder match. Uh, it's not full until he lays hands, right? He, he, actually, he, has to, he has to fully, until then it's like speculation and, and, it's, and it's like, it's, what, is it, what does it mean for him to do that sort of, sort of things? Um, but I like that layer. I like that they sort of, they give you that little pinch of salt, that little New York, like, oh, he could come ruin this. He could make it a DQ. They could make it a, they could make it a schmaz. They could make it bullshit. It could be a gang wars. And they like give you a full minute to process that and, and then him choose not to do it. Um, yeah, he, he stepped over MJF and I think then threw, threw him in the ring. So he did make a choice. It just right. wasn't to uh, directly impact the match by physically like touching anybody. Yeah, half measure. He still gives the ring again. Doesn't attack Punk, but yeah. So, but he's definitely on the road there, right? Like full on start of AEW Wardlow is smashing Punk into the turnpost or or what have you there. Boy, that reverse run was gnarly. <laughs> Punk and Steiner, come on, that's that's not bad. Does not look like MJF gets hurt half as much as CM Punk does on that thing. <laughs> not even. I would much rather be MJF in that exchange. <laughs> Fold my Zoops, body over my I'm shoulders. I think I'm probably going to be on an island on this one. So I wanted to do our first keep it or kick it of the night and see if there's anybody who's a psycho like me. Uh, do you mind if we do the first keep it or kick it a little early tonight? Bring it on. I don't know. Half hour. Half hour marks not that early. Beautiful. So everybody can head on over to your emoji bars. If you are a subscriber, you will see that you have a kick emote and a keep emote. And that's for this segment, Keep It or Kick It, where I'm going to give a wrestling prompt. And you, the Brainiacs in the chat, and you, these oobs, must tell me if you want to keep that item, which means you like it, you love it, you want some more of it, or you want to kick that item, which means you hate it, despise it, never want to see it again. Zoobs, do you understand the rules of Keep It? I got it, baby. Zoobs, keep it or kick it. This statement, CM Punk versus MJF, was better than Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page, whichever one of those you preferred more. Love to keep a moat. Very clever. Want to let the, want, want to let the votes vote in? I think that's a good I got to shout out Ashton Kutcher, too, who made me laugh. Uh, he said, uh, Seth Rollins is still still has knee injuries. And then Matt Reyes <laughs> said that he should uh, fire his physical therapist. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, got, uh, got me. Uh, it's looking at it with the keep. Baseball with the keep. I'm not alone. I would say 70 30. I'd say it's probably maybe 75. Yeah, America's so bad. Okay. Got some people. Got some people. Good, good friend, friend Jake saying this isn't even his favorite punk match in AW. See, good friend Jake, here's the thing is he, you earn the right to say things like that and then have us not. Right? Yeah. Good friend Jake brings the heat every week, so he, he can say that. Yeah, he's not getting, we're not going to behead him. We're not gonna, I mean, this isn't a Sakuraji situation where those dudes can take another pull of that Revy and we're going to start Yeah, that's my first, my first drink of the night. It's stiff, but it's my first drink of the night. Uh, so it looks like most folks are going to kick that. Um, I think it's pretty darn close. I think it's pretty darn close. Um, yeah, uh, it's tough. That's tough. I Listen, I was standing for, for, a, lot of the, uh, for a lot of that situation, so... Um, but I had an absolute blast tonight. I had an absolute blast um, tonight. Did you keep or kick those? I think I'll probably kick it. I had a I had a lot invested in that in that um, probably more than I did here. Um, and listen, those are those are probably my two guys. Like it's it's tough to as you are to punk. I sort of am to both of those guys. Where where they they sort of they they operate in rarefied air for me. For it's very difficult for me to be like enjoy much of anything in life more than I enjoyed those. Yeah, man, that that's cool. That's cool. I'm not sad. That's all right. 
Anyway, thanks for watching, guys. We're gonna we're gonna get out of here. Yeah, we're just gonna head off into the next. We're allowed first time we ever disagree. It's like all right, shut this shit. My heart just shatters not having the zooms in my sail. I've lost my confidence. Tear up the notes. I'm out of here for the night. Podcast listeners, the nasty casties. I apologize. Here, no, no, of course you. Anything else you want to say about this? Uh, whether whichever, if you were on the keeper kick side of that, I think we all agree it was a very good match. Anything else you'd like to say to sort of put a cherry on top of this one, Zoobs? Or do you think you've sort of gotten it all? Uh, I want to revisit sort of where you left us. I, I don't know if it was Sunday or if it was last week. Do mm-hmm. you think uh, mm-hmm. these guys are moving apart for a little bit? Or, or, or are we coming back to CM Punk next week being like you, you know, you basically cheated twice? Or is it MJF is saying, hey, I beat you. I beat you twice in one match, which is he's already tweeted out. I beat that Punk twice. I don't think CM Punk gets MJF at Revolution. Um, I think they'll link up again in the future, but I do think they're actually going their separate ways for now. What do you think? Yeah, I think we're I think we're moving into the Wardlow of it all, right? I think I think we're yeah. moving into like MJF is using this to uh, brag, and you can even see. Uh, I'll pull it up here. Uh, as the three count goes off, uh, Wardlow sort of rolls his eyes. Right, he's sort of like, oh shit, like he's sort of like, yeah, I was hoping this would be, but now it's only going to grow bigger. Right, this is only going to be. This is only a bigger thing. Now MJF has this sort of like insubordination to deal with. And he is also, he did reach the heights, right? He's still going to have spears in his corner. He's still going to have his other cronies. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we're, I think we're going uh, some separate ways. But we'll see. I don't, like, I, like, I don't think forever. They're going to, they're going to come back in tonight uh, at, at some point. But uh, well, what I think, else would they, they do right now, right? Yeah. They've, it's had, very... they've had weeks of touching. They've had a match that didn't have a clean finish, but it had the cleanest, as clean as any MJF. Uh, win's gonna be yeah it's uh you know you get a, you get a little new york pill where you're like well they should fight again on dynamite next week and it'll be <laughs> eight minutes and there'll be a distraction and then they should fight again after that and then, and then you know they should fight three more times before the next pay-per-view sort of thing justin morris saying they will meet again for the aw title next year that feels like a pretty good guess to me yeah maybe even late this year could that could be the all-out main mjf uh punk for uh for the title Defends at Revolution, drops at Double or Nothing, and then it's on the on the line with Punk at All Out. That could happen. There's 2023 laid out. This guy sees it from a thousand feet up. Sonar. That was me computing. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. that was like radar sonar. Oh yeah, it was me. Sorry, that was my radar going off. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. It was my radar. I guess radar. Right it's more of a ping. <laughs> honestly i'll be honest with you never been in the room as uh sonar or radar in my life yeah sure you have you've been in submarine zoos <laughs> you haven't yeah the disbelief what submarine you guys haven't been in submarines i've never been in a submarine no wow. i've been on a battleship before oh, that's pretty cool yeah it was pretty i played cool. the game but never been on the real thing yeah <laughs> okay, Zoom, should we loop back around and start at the opening of this show? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. And there's so much to get to tonight at Zoobs. I am incredibly excited for it. And uh, just a reminder that's still coming tonight. Should I say what merch match is tonight, Zoobs? You should. And, I, and I, will, I will give my little piece that I messaged you earlier today. I'm excited about this. I want to thank good friend Jake and Ashton Kutcher and a few others, because I believe they all sent me the item that sparked this idea. Uh, tonight is the first merch match Survivor Series. Sort of a tournament of champions situation as you both sent me an item from a or a impact shop shop impact so bad that it had me go through the impact shop and i was like wow 
I wonder how the AEW bottom five shirts compete with the worst that I can find from Shop Impact. Maybe I shouldn't say the bottom five of AEW, just five that have five won their previous rounds of merch match. Uh, and I will say this. I think in tonight's merch match, you have sent me the least wearable shirt yet. You sent me a shirt where I was like, there's, there's some shirts where like they're really bad, right? But it's like, you could you could fudge the language, right? You could you could lie about what the shirt was. You sent me a shirt tonight where I was like, if there's zero situations where you could wear that shirt, <laughs> there's just like zero zero. The shirt is an absolute fucking zero. So uh, I'm excited to show people that. Ash is saying that he did not send it to me. Okay, my bad. There you go. Somebody else did. Sorry for no credit. A couple people did, but uh, sorry. Well, I hope good friend Jake was correct. Or is good friend Jake just taking credit? And it wasn't. Wow, that wouldn't be his style. Who's known? Who knows? Um, but lots to come here still on the A-Double Dudes. would love again to remind everybody a follow here, a follow over on Twitter at wrestling underscore brain. Uh, and if you're feeling nasty, ECW month has started on patreon.com slash J0SHC. Uh, so if you want to get into the Discord, get the Stu Hart Awards and get in as the first episode of ECW Review Month, which I just recorded today, Barely Legal 97 with my uh, brother Matt Prince. Could be a lot of fun. Four ECW retro reviews in the month. Patreon.com slash J0SHC. Dynamite's atrocious theme plays us in Zoobs. And we find out that John Moxley, this was announced before, I shouldn't say find out, but it is announced on the broadcast once again that John Moxley will not be taking on uh Brian Kendrick, who should we just talk about that whole situation in the post-show show, maybe Zoobs? Yeah, his brain is a slushy. His brain is a milkshake. <laughs> he, he is a a dog brain. Bad, like just a monster, a bad faith, brain wormed monster. The worst thing you can have is a is he's a dumb guy who thinks he's smart, right? Because you and I, dumb guys who know who know we're dumb. Who so dumb it's guys. like you're not gonna, we're not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> kind of guy where he's Stuck a on that hamster, he's right? a dumb guy who thinks he's smart. And and I will say this, before we address it very quickly, but like um, the kind of guy that like has just ruined. And I've said this before, has ruined the fun of the idea of conspiracy theories as we've like we've now moved to this era where it's like it used to be it's like oh you believe in conspiracy theories and you talk about aliens or you know interdimensional beings and now it's like conspiracy theories is like oh just horrible racist things this is like oh cool this is not fun at all and i don't want any part of this shit i actually think it was ricky hart in the chat in uh, my discord today who said conspiracy theorists are ruining conspiracy theories and i remember the good old days where like You'd smoke weed, and some guy you knew would 100%. be like, hey, man, we didn't go to the moon. And you're like, okay, player, what's up here? And it's like, that's a fun little space to play in. And now it's like, we didn't go to the moon, and also rampant anti-Semitism. Yeah. Uh, it's like you hear, and again, Brian Kendrick's a guy, I've watched this guy wrestle, like, you know, and get Lord knows I've watched the shoot interviews. But it's like, how can a guy hold such extreme views and just be somebody who seems not like a normal guy after seeing them. You know what I'm trying to say here, Zoom? It's like, you wouldn't guess Brian Kent. He, he saw a video just saying like the, the most horrific shit you can imagine. Multiple videos. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 multiple not a video. Videos. He's in like four videos. He cannot wait to bring it up. Uh, Yeah, stupid and shitty. And I'm glad that he got cut off this thing because I would have hated to have to like rationalize yeah. like, okay, all that aside, let's talk about the match. I'm glad that they just didn't do that because uh, that shit sucks to do. Uh, Eric Hartman saying conspiracy theory anti-Semitism isn't that new. I'm sure that's true. I'm, sure I'm just saying true. it feels yeah. more in the mainstream. Maybe it's like hit me in a way that when I'm just hanging out in Aldergrove, it it didn't. Uh, but I'm sure I'm certain that's true. Uh, and we'll certainly take your word for it. 
Yeah, it used to be like, did you know that the aliens are influencing the government? And you'd be like, well, talk me through it. Yeah, see, that shit, <laughs> right? even just you using it as an example, I'm interested in. You yeah. Know? <laughs> He's like, what aliens? Regardless, he is replaced in this match by Willer Yetta. Willer. Um, Zoobs, the, the graphic of this, when it was announced, leads me to believe Dan Housen is a, a full-fledged member of Best Friends. Is that is that how you read Real. this? Yeah. Uh, is this the best use? Is this what we're doing? Or is Dan Housen accompanying Willer Yetta to the ring? Is this... Is this the Dan Housen you have identified here doing pulling the faces out in the in the I don't know. Listen, I'm it's new to me, so I this doesn't feel like what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, until he has a goldfish in his hands, we'll, we'll never see the real Dan Housen. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't know, Zeus. This is my like my second week of booking as Dan Housen. I wouldn't be like, oh, this is great. But also, this was a, a pinch hit. He might have not even been on the show tonight, uh, for sure. not been for the thing. So Maybe nice for TV. And really, I do think Danhausen is popular enough regardless. Our chat was pretty divided on him last week. But regardless how you feel about him, he definitely lends some rub to Wheeler Yuta in a situation like that, right? For sure. And uh, Pacefall saying he might be rehabbing. He doesn't have to come. He don't have to come out. <laughs> he, could, he could just not. If he's rehabbing, he could just not uh, come out. But, uh, but I, uh, I get it. I get it. Wheeler Yuta is one of these guys who likes to jump high on the move, Zoo. This True. guy, when he's doing a movie, he's like the Leo Rush school. He doesn't rotate the most. He doesn't flip the most. He just jumps the highest. And I thought tonight, both in the, what does he do? Over the rope to the floor? I can't remember. But, and the frog splash. He was just soaring tonight. Stood out to me. Uh, he does off the top uh, to the floor when, when Dan Housen does the pose thing. Madness. Uh, I thought Mox looked really good here. I enjoyed this match quite a bit in case it isn't clear. Um, but I want to ask you about something our Twitter timeline was talking about. I, of course, think it's a ridiculous thing for idiots, but Zubes, I'll throw it your way anyway. Uh, <laughs> did Wheeler Yuta get too much offense in in John Moxley? No, come on. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, uh, like a mean streak evidence in Mox. Like, like he certainly wasn't like wrestling as the good guy. Uh, capital G, capital G. Like hitting poses, stomps, um, you know, uh, it wasn't like, oh, here's the baby. Like, he didn't come off as, like, super baby face Mox. I know he's getting a positive reaction because there are people happy to see him. But, like, he's certainly not, like, white meat, say your prayers, take your vitamins, baby facing it up here. Especially in his yeah, actions. Yeah, no, like, dude. It, when people in my Discord today were guessing heels to replace um, Brian Kendrick in this match, I was like, it's definitely going to be a baby face that he gets replaced with. Like, this Mox isn't working. I think it's interesting with the Danielson dynamic, right? Because I think they're probably just going to go the shades of gray to you guys they're still doing like the will they won't they tag thing but i did i want to talk about the match and then we'll talk about that angle yep mox really gets you to up for this stuff a lays in a lariat i love when the the heavyweight star senate will give something to the guy but then also lay in harder than he might that feels like a a good sort of trade-off i guess yeah uh, did you like this one as much as me Zoops? i did I, I i just i loved this that side of mox i, I loved the like he's here and, and it fits with him as who he is right he's not a guy that's going to change who he is because he's back and because people are happy to see him. Like he is, uh, he's, he's back to be a rough rowdy ass kicker who, who beats his demons. I think um, it makes a lot of sense. And as well, it makes sense for you to, they, and they played it out in the commentary of like, he got squashed last time they did this. He, he, he got his ass beat really bad and he's here to prove himself with, with rejuvenated mocks forward. and they gave him those moments and he has improved. He is better. He knows better. But at, at the end, Mox is just too powerful and too pissed off. Um, I think it makes perfect sense, and 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 it's it's you know basic good stuff. And as Action Kutcher points out, yeah, when it came time for the rub to get switched, Yuta looked like he got hit by a shotgun with that lariat, and oh. then his ass beat 
with those elbows. I think he was he spits midway through the elbows. Like he took his beating. Uh, I thought it was dope. I thought it was really good. I, it started me off like in a really hype mood, and then it only got more hype. So uh, it fits, as we have often said, into that category of of banger openers for this show. Am I uh, reaching too far, Zoobs, in saying the road to Mox versus Chucky e. T begins now? I low-key, I didn't see the announcement that it was Yuta beforehand, and I was like, are they going to replace Kendrick with Chucky e. T? They, Josh's going to flip. Wouldn't. They know, they, they just know, well, first of all, they know I need to do this show, and if that match happened, I obviously couldn't afterwards. And uh, too distraught by whoever lost. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, I, I hope that's what we're leading to. But Zooms, let's get to the, the real heat of this segment. The, the electricity that exists between Brian Danielson and John Moxley is palpable. It is kick-ass. I love these guys interacting. Brian Danielson is out, Zooms, not to challenge John Moxley, not to say, you know, this or that, but to say, listen, we're two serious guys around here. There's a lot of nonsense around this place. We could clean this place up. We could get Daniel Garcia away from 2.0. Why is a dinosaur holding the tag team titles? That could be us. Uh, I got to be honest. One of the worst heel angles I can imagine, because Brian Danielson basically just explaining how I feel about pro wrestling, and uh, <laughs> and I'm going, I'm sort of nodding in agreement. It's like maybe I do want Mox to. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think of this sell job by Danielson? I don't think this was the the direction we thought that this feud was going to get started in Zooms. Do you want to see a short run from these guys? What'd oh my god, yes! Yeah. So Are you serious? <laughs> this, listen, I try not to be ridiculous with your my sexualization of this. Get, this is this is boner. I was popping a bone. I was like, yeah. I'm going full chub here. You're <laughs> you're calling out. What if we went and got Dan Garcia? What if we went and got Lee Moriarty? What if we went? Right. And, you're just like, oh my god, keep talking. Uh, I'm so good. So good. And I loved I loved a lot of the small stuff he sprinkled in where he was like, these fans don't like me, but they like what I'm saying. Like they're people people they're are into hearing this. me right now, like, I think is what he says. They're yeah. hearing me right now and they're listening. Um yeah, I, I thought such an interesting dynamic to start these guys off it with. I think ultimately it still obviously is leading to a match at one point. I can even sure. see these two as uh one another's opponents for revolution. But if we get just even like a couple matches with that they guys they can win including one meaningful one in there let them beat like one meaningful actual tag team on the roster maybe the chat has some ideas of who that could be or, or you do zooms but I, I i would love to see a couple brian danielson john moxley matches and maybe eddie's the one who comes and sort of wakes up mox and will say hey, what do we hate this guy i love and i love the idea of um eventually danielson forming this stable anyway right it's just sort of like I'll I'll find that you don't want, you don't you don't want to be involved like I'm still gonna get Garcia I'm still gonna get Moriarty I don't know Drew Gulak name Biff Busick maybe right Tell me John Gresham isn't a perfect fit for the right? the Brian Danielson I think faction. I think that and he hasn't probably... been he hasn't been shy about it either like he's constantly said he wants to have a faction in AEW so I think that's probably where we're going right is is Mox is gonna say listen I'm a lone wolf I'm I deal with my own shit I you know I have guys that have my back but I'm not really interested in this you know I went through the shield sort of shit. Um, and then Danielson says, fine, I'm making this faction anyway. I'm like, now you're against us, and we're going to pick you guys apart. And maybe that's where, uh, in the long term, Mox, I don't know, Santana and Ortiz with Eddie sort of sorting them out. Yep. And, the, and that's that's what we get. But, um, yeah. Or, or Darby and Sting even would make, For like, sure. They, they had a, a triple threat team up before. They did, they? yeah. That was sort yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. the AEW house team. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Um, everybody in the chat saying FTR. Listen, who wouldn't want to see that match? 
FDR loses enough, and I, I'm talking about like I want a, a meaningful team that they can beat, and I'll feel good about. It. I, I'm not dying to see an FDR loss. I like the the Call of Justin Morris or the Lucha Brothers, but I think Ray's probably off for a while because his arm is disintegrated. And uh, you know, listen, I love everybody that you just named. I wouldn't mind seeing some guys who haven't already been sort of in crony stable relationships. Yes, I, I we've already seen the FTR as the tag team muscle. We've already seen Lucha Bros in the in the let's get let's get you know Garcia Moriarty. Let's get some of these guys that Danielson can can really truly elevate versus some guys that are already yes. sort of there, right? Uh, like Cadenza, I loved the the Josh Alexander mention too. Uh, <laughs> nice to see Josh Alexander and Jonah are the the two things that get me going. Ah, if only Impact wasn't so horrible, I could maybe lend my attention to it. But then you remember that in fact, not gonna, not gonna happen. It's been bad since 2009. That's real. It's 2009, folks. It's been bad. It's 13 years. That's a long fucking time, Zoops. 13 years. That's yeah, a baker's brother. dozen in years, Zoops. Yeah, brother. I was 23. Heavens above. Uh, I loved him calling uh, Mox the best AEW champion. Nice little shot at Kenny, who I think is who people list there. Although, uh, I think that's a very live discussion. You can say Mox has the best AEW title run, and I won't say a thing. Yeah, it was great. It's, it's a great promo. It's... Danielson's really, really, really good at this. Like this, this we we, we said this a couple times, but this show, um, for me again, was like, how fucking lucky are we that Danielson and Punk are back? And like, can they can just they can just do this? The first hour, Danielson, back hour, Punk, and it's just like whatever is in the middle forty five minutes. Like it's like it, it would have to be fucking terrible for this to be a bad show with those two guys anchoring the ends. Like, and that's with Kenny off the show, and that's not even mentioning how like Daniel Ger- or uh, Daniel Bryan's in. I did it too. Brian Danielson's in there with Mox, who was also reacting great in this, lending actual consideration to it. Um, yeah, I hope we get a short term little run here on route to the match. I think you would have some. Uh, I think every match those guys had on Dynamite together is a main event quality tag match and something that feels personally must see. Yeah. So what do you think of my new Bret Hart shirt? Beautiful. I, I remember when you put it on, uh, oh, it was on merch match, merch match and, and said you were going to buy it. And now here you are wearing it. That's, that's what merch match is all about. Stick around after the show. We're going to do merch match and you'll figure out, uh, what may be, uh, the next, although I don't think you put good ones in this time. This is just five terrible no, sorry. shirts. This one, I thought the tournament format, First of all, good luck finding a good impact one. And, uh, and I, I thought the, the 5v5 had like the Survivor Series feel. I just kept it sort of like that. But You nailed uh, it. No, you nailed it. Also hilarious that you go, I don't think you put a good one, but like with the little nerves that you might insult me. Well, I was like, if you if there is one good shirt that you sent me, forget two. <laughs> garbage. I genuinely can't wait for Merch Batch Night. 2-0 for Canada. This is Lee for 1984. Thanks for keeping me in the loop. Let league. me just, uh, I may have bet. An exact score bet that Canada would win exactly two nothing. So uh, move on. Can somebody throw the the goal? I'm a bunch of people have texted me saying that it was like an own goal. Let's go. Let's go. Got that at plus five fifty. Uh. Uh. Plus five fifty two zero Canada. Oh yeah. Pick the exact score. No more goals. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> Eleven men back. No one leaves the box. <laughs> plus five fifty. Let's get it. Let's get it. Gambling on sports fucking rules. I didn't do it for a long time. I got to admit. It fucking rules. You you absolutely, absolutely love betting on sports. The absolute best. I truly do. And Matt Rainus with a great idea saying merch madness in March. We should do a, a March oh, madness a for yes. a merch match. Thank you, Matt Rainus. Incredible idea, Matt. Love that. 
Zooms after this uh, very fun opener, I thought, an even better promo, we get a Punk MJF video, just sort of encapsulating their feud so far. This is the stuff I'm talking about that AEW can step up. Mm -hmm. uh, the GCW card a couple weeks ago, regardless what you think of it, these vignettes looked better than on AEW. Imagine, like, MJF and Punk have so much footage that you could draw from and build like a really meaningful package. This was a good one, but this is nothing that you're like, I really hope they upload that to YouTube so I can real rewatch that. I, I'm a sucker for those highlight videos, right? Like I want to get the the pre-fight jitters and that anxious stomach thing. Like, oh, I want to see these guys lock up. And this didn't quite get me there. Yeah, I think that's true. They, had, they do have a ton of footage. And then some of them is some of it beautifully shot, but yeah, it doesn't quite, uh, it doesn't quite hit the heights. Uh, Brandy Rhodes is in ring for tonight's uh, most... I'll just say loathed segment. I didn't hate this as much as everybody. I didn't I'm either. I'm a sucker for like for dumb, for like dumb barbs getting traded. I'm, I'm a bit of a sucker. I can't. I, I'll admit it. Brandy Rhodes is in ring. Uh, she calls Chicago Cleveland on purpose, and, <laughs> yes. and it's like, oh, what's the difference? So so Brandy Brandy's <laughs> delivery I wouldn't describe as convincing. <laughs> Uh, or really good uh, at all. Uh, but then Brandy acting as a heel here. Zooms, you got to help me out here. Brandy, who's acting as a heel, is interrupted by Dan Lambert, who's the manager for Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. So I was like, okay, maybe it may be first turn there. But he's also managing Lance Archer, who's fighting Hangman Page next week. I was like, is this a Dan Lambert baby face turn? I was very confused by what was going on in the dynamics here. Uh, uh, Lambert goes on to cut a promo on Brandy. Uh, Brandy has some horrible barbs back. I mean, this uh, it did suck. There's no getting around that. But I did find myself watching it. I was like, ah, Dan's out here. Oof. I don't know. There was, and then PVZ comes out. Uh, I can't. I think she has some upside as a wrestler, but I, I can't say that a Brandy Rhodes feud is going to be any sort of metric of how good you are. What do you think of this one, Zoobs? Yeah, listen, I. Uh, Fun trash is sort of the is retros and nails it. I thought it was fun trash. Uh, I was so buzzed off of the segment we had just come off of, right? Like absolutely right. high on the hog after that uh, that Danielson promo. I was just like, oh my god, like that, that was so good. Um, and we have this main event, and we have the tag match. I'm just excited for a great night of pro wrestling, and I was I was howling laughing because it was so stupid. Um, and not in the like. Not in the like embarrassed way, and like the this is stupid, but sometimes wrestling is is hokey dumb in this exact way. And Lambert <laughs> Lambert had some bombs. What can I say, man? He had Lambert some... had some bombs. <laughs> but but so listen, if Brandy's delivery was better, she was bringing up like I can tell you, bring up Amanda Nunes right now, who has not only just lost her UFC title, but is also leaving Dan Lambert's gym to start her own gym. Is in the, the MMA press. That's like somewhat of a soft spot to actually bring up. But Brandy's delivery, and it's weird because Brandy can do really good promos sometimes. Like, the right stuff, she can really fire up. I didn't really think she did that here tonight, but I, I still, our timeline, shit all over this. And I was like, I don't know, that was all right. Uh, Josh Alexander men mentioned pretty funny, pretty funny thing to say to... Yeah, <laughs> we only signed you to get Josh Alexander and Jonah, was it? <laughs> Which they haven't done, just Josh yeah. Alexander, but they haven't even done that yet. <laughs> they haven't even, you gotta bring in Josh Alexander first before you can say, right? Shouldn't you have actually have signed the guy first? Yeah, it's like, uh, Zoobs, I only brought you on to AEW, dude, so I can become a millionaire. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. 
Only, only time works. you could have Blake. It's like you don't really. Have Blake. Yeah, no, I, it's like listen. Lord knows I try. The, the, the Zoom's Blake connection is as is as potent and strong as it gets. Dude, recording with these two makes you realize that uh, I'm playing with the big boys. It's uh, once in a while I, I dive on up there, but two guys who operate on a different level. Listen, it's Something trash. else less than two zooms. Matt Hardy's in a stairwell. Um, <laughs> I can't the... remember who it was. I, I, I think it might have been uh, Matt Reynas who pointed out, like, how well can the Hardy family office possibly be doing? They don't, they don't even have an office. They're on, they're on <laughs> as a staircase. They're clearly not doing that well. That's pretty funny. Uh, actually, could you say he doesn't need Lambert insinuating that Brandy is a slut, to be honest? I, to me, that's right in the line that he can operate. I don't like it. I, like, I wouldn't like him in real life for doing it, but I don't think that's beyond the, oh, my personal yeah. one. It was, our guy, it, was our guy, it was our guy Paul who crushed it on Monday. Oh, my God, Monday was oh, fun. We oh should talk a little first God. contact here, Zoobs. Yeah, uh, let's talk about first contact. If, you were, if, you're, if you're sitting around on Monday morning and you are saying, I would love to just shoot the breeze about the biz, uh, Monday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, which is, is what? 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Pacific. Uh, first contact is a great time. It's just Paul in his element, man. A great fit for Paul's vibe. Just chilling. Uh, we watched some wrestling. We watched Mustafa Ali against Leo Rush from Freelance. Yep. Uh, we talked about all kinds of stuff like the rumble uh, from the night before. Some breaking news. We talked about Bola. Uh, it was a it was a really good time. Um, it was a it was a it was a fun show. And I had I was there. I watched the whole thing. I some little little time theft on a Monday morning. No big deal. Yeah, absolutely loved watching that show. So definitely give it a chance if you're bored Monday mornings and uh, looking for something to watch. Really like what Paul's doing over there and think that that's, uh, that's a spot that I think he's going to find a home. Like you'll, you'll be on the, the first floor of something that I think is going to be really good. Yeah. For Wrestling Brain, first contact Monday mornings with Paul Sebastian. Uh, the a Andrade comes because it's the A-H-F-O. Um, he can't understand why Darby hasn't been purchased yet, which I actually did think was kind of funny. Uh, Matt Hardy then goes on a fire-up promo for Isaiah Cassidy, who has a match with Sammy uh, Guevara on this Friday's Rampage. This Friday's Rampage looks really good, except for this match. Isaiah Cassidy for Sammy Guevara really doesn't do much for me. Um, yeah, Zoobs, I, I don't know. This is not not a show highlight. Yeah, are, are we are we getting to Darby against Andrade? Is that, is that sort of the is that what that is that that bit about him trying to hire him over and over again? Would you believe I I actually didn't really think of that? Yeah, it probably is. Right? I hope so. Just give me that match. Let's just can we just fast yeah. forward to like that? Just those two guys who are good at wrestling. Wrestling. I don't really need Dude, the hallway let, argument. Uh, and let uh, Andrade be like Lasombra against him, like the the gimp mask and sort of weirder gear. They have like a clash of that sort of austere look. I think you could have a really cool. And I mean that match. Who who wouldn't want to watch that? Yeah, and it's what Love Andrade does too. best. I don't need him back there explaining comment like contract terms. How is it that I, this guy's been on TV for how many months now on Dynamite? Has he been on TV? That's a great question, Zoobs. It could have got to be six to eight months at this point, don't you think? And how many times has he wrestled versus how many times has he mentioned a contract or like <laughs> travel issues or like logistics? Like uh, you, you bring this guy in, and he's 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 the guy who explains the fucking supply chain. He's the guy who explains contract. Yeah, like that's all he does is paperwork. Come imagine on, imagine you have you have Ric Flair in ninety two, and it's like let's have Rick talk about data entry. <laughs> what, are, what are we doing here? You said it better than anyone zooms. The Knights of the Black Throne are out. I think a change from the Kings of the Black Throne. Okay, I wrote this down. Is it Knights or Kings? Because they 
said on the thing, it said knights. The Kron. And the announcer said kings. The, the so, ring guy said kings. I would trust the ring guy over the Kron normally, right? But then I did think the moment after, and I do want to talk about their entrance more, but there's a moment during their entrance, and I didn't see anybody else talk about this, so maybe I'm nuts. But uh, Malachi takes off his, his antler mask crown thing, and he hands it to Brody, who's behind him, and Brody sort of holds it up like it's, uh, it's an icon. It's something that they both share and worship, sort of like an Undertaker urn sort of thing. I took this to mean that the Black Throne is like an actual person, and they are the knights of this sort of thing that the helmet's serving. Am I am I looking way too into this, or or is there maybe some some nugget there? That's an explanation, which is one more than I have anywhere else about this. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't know if it feels reaching as I said it aloud, but also sort of played like as it was playing out. I was like, oh, I wonder why he's doing that with the mask. Like, what's why are they making such a big deal out of this thing together? I don't know. Just my thoughts. People saying, um, it's, but they're out. It's kings because it combines their last names, Brody King and Malachi Black. Which I, to which you, to which, what can you say other than yeah, but right? Hang on, kings is kings combines their names. Yeah. What part of Malachi Black is in kings? Black throne. Oh, sorry. I thought you said like just kings versus knights is uh, like kings is like Brody King. Sure. Uh, I will just say while we're talking about the antlers and shit, I loved uh, Brody's entrance uh, look. A little different. The, the ski mask, the uh, little, a little MDK, but I thought uh, a real update, a real upgrade. The, the, I, I mean, I'll just say guys. the gen, I agree, but the, the general optics of these two together are something that, again, I haven't watched their PWG tagging stuff. I'm not familiar with them as a tag team. I, I think it's very easy to understand, and they look awesome beside one another. The ski mask. And Brody King looks bigger beside Malachi Black than he does other people. Something about their frames, like the the slender. It's like a despite Malachi not being a small guy, there's like a shotgun versus sniper thing going on. It makes Brody look so big. Uh, but speaking of entrances, Pentagon out first, and I thought, oh, why isn't why isn't he entering with uh, Pac tonight? Well, Pac has the blindfold on, and he's guided with Alex Aparantes out to the ring. I thought this was actually a pretty cool visual of uh, Alex leading Pac out with the hand on the shoulder. Did you like this too, Zoops? Blind Pac? Yeah, I like the, I like the blind Pac bit. That's pretty cool. That's a neat little wrinkle. They, very small things. Very small, neat little things. It's, but Alex says the way, way Penta walks is very cool. So I'll take it, take it in right here. Here it is right here. Let's see this Penta walk. Good friend Jake says, Kings of the Black Throne has to be one of the best tag team names currently. I would agree, except for they... Didn't say that on the fucking car. <laughs> it's the coolest one that they spell wrong. <laughs> I hope they can get this all right because everything about these guys is an absolute way up and slam dunk for me so far. Like uh, it's working for me. They should run um, the. They should run the fucking division. Like I. But listen, I I try to stay away from those big declarations. But this match, I was very much like they should smash these guys and they should run this division. I think. Malachi Black, who was a guy that I, my, very limited, similar to you, very limited, like, Tommy End reference. I have basically mm -hmm. none. Uh, and a guy that I saw a little bit in NXT, and you see a little bit of WWE run. Uh, but I thought tonight especially, you're just like, damn, this guy is a like, athletic freak. Like, he is nimble. He is big. He strikes. He's, like, a real presence. A real, he really seems to be comfortable in his skin and who he is right now. And I thought... Um, clicking on all cylinders. Like, I was just really impressed with Malachi Black in this match, which is saying something with the guys that he was sharing a ring with. 
Totally. I, I think, actually, he was amazing, obviously, but who stood out to me in this match, weirdly, was Pac. And it just makes me wonder, like, what have we missed out on with these stop-start pushes and inconsistent booking with this guy? Like, he when he gets going, he's sort of unparalleled in some ways. Like, he is so good, man. And, I don't know, the blindfold stuff in the beginning, you know, it's not the most interesting stuff to me, but it's impressive that this guy can do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean... I'm not going to sit here and <laughs> gig out that he was seeing pitch black <laughs> behind it, but a very cool, a yeah. very cool thing to add to the match, and a very cool like that mythos that the the Black Throne guys have um, to play into it and to play off of it and to and to play in that universe um, is a skill and a power, and he he did it flawlessly. Um, absolutely love the Kings of the Black Throne or Knights of the Black Throne, whatever it ends up being. Finisher Dante's Inferno, where. Uh, Malachi basically just passes to King for the move and then sits down, sits down cross-legged. The illegal man, but so confident that this is going to lead to the pin. Uh, very cool idea for a tag team. Um, like a move that only... Malachi isn't really doing anything, and yet he's inextricably part of it. It's telling you something about the team just by him sitting down. Yeah, he seems... I said this before a minute ago. He just seems really comfortable with, with what he's doing right now. It just... It just... It's really nice to see uh, a guy that maybe was wandering a little bit before he got here, um, basically from the go, from day one, from moment one of being part of this show, um, has been fully formed and seems to be 100% like, this is who I am. And I think it goes a long way towards giving these guys some real strength and some real impact and some real like uh, structure to build from for this team. A foundation. There it is. Thank you so much. Zoobs, if you don't mind, I'm going to get to our second keep it or kick it of the evening, if everybody wants to get on over to their bar and get ready to keep or kick some prompts. Because Zoobs, it seems sort of obvious, given that his gear straight up matched them tonight with black and red, that Pac is eventually going to become a member of the Kings of the Black Throne to me. This feels like something that was going to happen. But in this match, Penta is the one who gets hit with the Black Mist. So I have a keep it or kick it for you that turns this on its head. Keep it or kick it. Both Penta and Pac joining the Knights of the Black Throne. Hmm. In some ways, you could argue Penta fits their aesthetic even more than Pac does. Certainly, if you go back to his Lucha Underground work where he is, you know, a demonic supernatural. I, I, I feel like that's sort of untapped for him, especially if Ray Phoenix is going to be out a while. Both of them. So, so now we have four Knights. Well, maybe five with Julia Hart eventually. Julia Hart, who I think we, keep, we all keep waiting. but The Poison Mist has yet to actually turn anybody. For sure. He's, twist, he's a little twisted. He's a little he's a bit of a joker. Uh, oh. And then Phoenix gets to rescue him, or Phoenix joins as well, as sort of the two different ways people are uh, taking that. Yeah, I was thinking Phoenix rescues him, like Wyatt style. Uh, I'm going to kick it. I don't, think, I don't think Pentagon needs another, like, quasi-alliance faction thing where he sort of you would hate for him to be uh, involved in something like this and be like, oh, he's the fourth most important guy, right? I think that's not what you want from him. I think he's a guy that that can hold his own and wade in some waters and be a guy that pops up and challenges Sammy for the TNT title, be a guy that um, is involved in your battles royal and your tag in your uh, ladder matches and your sort of these things. And maybe he ends up having to have a one-on-one -on -one blow off with Pac after Pac leaves Death Triangle to go to there. So um, I worry about Pentagon continuing to get thrown into uh factions more than i do um 
you know, I think Pac fits these guys like a fucking T. I think though these those three guys, that's man, it's tough to miss, but I guess Pac's had some bad luck with those things. So this would be where the Zooms would start that uh I would say long start for Pentagon singles push, which I think would be yeah, uh, I think some so. fun. Uh chat looks pretty split on it. I think you got a fifty fifty there. We're pretty close to yeah, that looks damn close to a fifty fifty. Yeah, I like it. But uh ultimately I would like to see it. I think uh, it, it makes, I just think that he flexing that supernatural evil side can ascend in a way. Like he felt like the top guy in Lucha Underground in a way that I don't think he has in AEW. Sure. And I'm not saying that would make him feel like a top guy, but I think he, recapturing some of that would be easy with those guys and would be helpful to him. But uh, I totally see where you're coming from. Um, but I will say that I am, they need to get these titles on, the tech titles need to go on these guys tomorrow. They need to be, they need, they need to, like, destroy Jurassic Express. They should, like, they should beat J.E. Borderline like, squash. In, like, six minutes. I really do think that's the that's the play. What about less? I'd love it. I'd love it. They they, they basically, the first thing they do is kick uh, Uchisaurus off the apron, and then they just destroy Jungle Boy for, for four minutes. And it's like, well, it's over. That would that, work for me. That's what I would rather. Yeah. Adam Cole is backstage letting you know that by the record, Orange Cassidy didn't beat him. It was a lights out match. There's still no one his record. Nothing's changed. It's it's important, I think, to give people after a loss a chance to promo. Yeah. Um, I think the greats can talk their way out of it. Rock and Mick Foley, you know, you try and think of a match these guys won and you can never do it. Um, but always giving Mike time on the Monday to sort of heal it. I thought that's what they did here. I don't know that, like, reminding me of how stupid the fucking ranking system is isn't like necessarily what I want out of a promo. But what are you going to do? This was fine. Give me this over who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> Straight down the shot, fired up. Here's what I have to say, out. That's all it needs. Like, I get this. I get this. People people liking this, Adam Cole, I get it. Straightforward, confident, knows what he's saying, says it, says it strongly, gets in, gets out. He's fired up. He's pissed off. Like, easy. Good at it. I, I don't need the, like, strutting around, doing the taunts, even though he's a bad guy. Like, exactly right, C-Seppa. He was actually a heel for once. It was a bitter, bad heel giving his explanation. That's what this, uh, that, it's that simple. He, good at this, hate the other stuff. Yeah, I was a little sad that he didn't start this promo going, who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? Because, you know, I like hearing that. Yeah, it's cool. Person. Doing that is cool. Yeah, saying that is cool to do. <laughs> I felt stupid when I even did it there. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm way bigger than Adam Cole. Yeah, you are. You are. People, if you guys ever went nose to nose, people were like, Josh's going to kill that guy. Yeah. Well, I forgot about, you know, shooter background. Like, and they didn't do the glove throw. That's right. They listen. They all heard Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson's complaints. Well, you, you, me on this very channel on the Sakuragi night, my two complaints were that story time with Adam Cole and the Pentagon glove throw. The, well, and there was the, a third complaint was that guy's existence. Tony loves this show, and he understands what I like, and he gave it to me tonight. And it, I loved the show, and he got a, a seven. So, boom. DK watches Wrestling Brain. You heard it here first. Gosh, Zoops, I love this next match, Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho. I thought I this loved, was really good. I loved the call to put Nyla over here. I love it. I love I it. I knew you would because I, I, I did too. I didn't see it coming either. Uh, I'm thrilled to see her get the win. I love, of course, I'm rancid head. Nice to see Lars Fredrickson on TV and getting a big response in Chicago when Ruby coming out and le leaning up against him, I guess you would call that. I'm not really sure. Uh, nice to see him. I, I don't know if maybe 
Is Ruby not meeting my expectation? I don't know. I think this I was is happy a good... to see the Nyla Rose win here and happy that it's going to be Nyla time, I guess is how I'll say it. I think this is a good path for Ruby. I really do. I think this is, she came in very hot as this, as basically top baby face because uh, they didn't have that slot in the company. And I think she's come in and I, and I like what's going on here. Is it sort of like, it's not as easy as she thought it would be, right? It's, it's yeah. I think that's a great story for her. I think it's a really good, they, they have on one hand, they have the like, oh, she can't win the big one talking point. And now she's losing Ny- Nyla Rose. It's like, it, the division's tougher than she thought it would be. I think that's a great talking point. And I think, it, especially if they add some talent here, um, I think they have something to cook with. And, and you're able to build that, like Ruby n- needs to build her confidence and Ruby needs to start, like maybe has to align herself with somebody or find some friends or like find yeah. a way to get an edge. Um, and I thought she did a great job making Nyla look good. I like Nyla. I think that moveset, that style, uh, plays big time in any women's division at any time. I think she she's somebody you can build up into a threat in two weeks' time, whenever you need to do it. And I think, um, I was thrilled with with the decision here. She did a fucking swanton, yeah. Now I did a fucking swanton and do a power bomb. <laughs> like, it was good shit. With the right opponent, Nyla's capable of having, like, matches that I really like. And I think sometimes it catches me by surprise because it isn't with every opponent. But I, yeah, greatly enjoyed this tonight. Thought Ruby, like you mentioned, was great selling and making Nyla look like the monster that she is. Just great match, great selling. Crowd was super into Ruby, though. As little as maybe I cooled off on her a little bit, crowd was super into Ruby here. Uh, Eric passed along a tweet. Let's see what it says. eBay item. Oh, I'm curious to see what they're selling on eBay. Risa Ho's dumbass smashed up air guitar for <laughs> Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. What do you what do you get if you buy it? You get the smashed up air guitar. Like like Tanahashi's air guitar. Yeah, but like what do you just like an empty box? I mean I don't think it's a realistic Josh. Oh. <laughs> No, just you know, I got four hundred bucks burning in my pocket. For sure, yeah, <laughs> we get that every show. Yeah, the every single money, time I log on here, like, oh, yeah, I mean, nobody's for... nobody subscribing this episode, but uh... yeah, no, sure. <laughs> wow, that's that's crushing. Tell you, no mercy rumble. I think somebody, uh, somebody, oh no, Matt Rain is subscribed this this week, and we got a gifted towards them Sutherland from Seventh Defense, so I appreciate it. Respect. Kev Salani Prime also resubbed. We do these already. We've had a huge resub. <laughs> yeah, I thank those people. Okay, at the top. good. We got some subs today. I was just kidding. Yeah, thank, thanking them twice though was nice because that's how much we appreciate subs. We're good and you folks. can do it too. We're good with folks Amazon here. Prime. It's so that's easy. Right. If you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can give it to us. You can give us your tw- free Twitch subscription. Just subscribe with Prime. It's very easy to do here on Wrestling Brit. Uh, the Ass Boys attack Jungle Boy. They throw him outside. The commentators talk about how cold it is. And this crowd did really react to him being thrown into snow. Like, people were like, this guy must be very cold right now. It sucks out so, there, yeah. This is an effective segment. I love it. into Jungle Express versus the Ass Boys, as I'm going to be. First of all, just showed it. Um, one of the Ass Boys misses that kick out the door and kicks him straight into the pole between the fucking doors. <laughs> Looks like it really would actually hurt. Um, but I, I love that Billy Gunn's like, what, 56 years old, like just a high school bully, <laughs> like letting his, letting his sons talk him into bullying a 23 year old. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Just like it really picturing, isn't the best example, is like, it? Picturing me like 10 years ago, like egging my dad into kicking somebody's ass that I work with. Like, it's so fun. <laughs> I'll show it again. Here, here it comes. Watch. 
uh, I can't remember. It's, I don't know if it's Colton or the other one. He's supposed to kick him out the door, and he kicks him straight into the fucking pool. Here I go. Um, here it comes. They pick him up. Out the door. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right into the Ouch. Good eye. That sucks. Ouchie. Um, yeah, listen. No good. Small. Uh, let's get to the payoff here. Uh, you know what? Would you be okay if, what if the ass boys pulled this off? But by, by hook or by crook? For How the titles that? or just yeah. in a match? Or whatever this is leading to. Not for the titles. Them not as champions. But if there's like a non-title thing where it's like, oh, if you win this, you get a shot at the titles and they lose that one. Listen, I I don't like Jurassic Express that much. And I don't really like the ass boys. So it's I can't find passion in either direction all sure. that much. But I do think they're both doing what they need to do here. So yeah, if they if they wanted to get a win, like I don't feel like this is the run for the tag team titles where it's like, wow, no, we're making these belts right now. They can't take a loss. You know what I mean? For sure. But once the, the Kings of the Black Throne got it, <laughs> yeah, the, the ass boys don't get to go 30 seconds. You know what I mean, Zoops? Yeah, absolutely right. That's sort of thing is, that's sort of my thinking is like, one way or the other, we're, we're, we're getting to um, the Knights or the Kings winning this thing in about a minute. Um, so does it matter if it's the ass boys or if it's JE? I don't know. Doesn't especially matter to me, I suppose. People in the chat saying they're fine with them winning by hook, but by crook? Uh... That's fair. We all love Hook around here. Everybody yeah, gets it. We don't want, not a lot of people want them to win by Crook, which I totally get. Team Taz forever. Uh, we get a quick, quick glimpse of Punk versus MJF backstage. Uh, I like doing this. Just a couple seconds backstage, further getting me hyped for what was yet to come. I didn't even mention Punk did a Pepsi plunge tonight. Mm-hmm. Everybody told me he would. Oh, his knees are too shot. People, people are, seeing people what are he's wrong, doing? eh? People, people, I noticed one thing, Josh. and Allow me to take a little soapbox here. I thought it was one thing, right? When people try to tell you something, they're they're usually wrong. Listen, sometimes they're right, but uh, I, I don't think you can name them a time. I gotta tell you, over the long run, the track record is good. <laughs> you know, I don't think you can name a time. You say that. I don't think you can name a time. No, I'm sure. I'm sure I've been brazenly wrong. Oh, Lance Archer. I didn't think Lance Archer was very good. Good he's, friend he's Jake saying, right. "I don't expect the Pepsi Punch to be a regular thing." That's not. That's not what was said though. What was said was he will never do it again. People said he'd never do it. His knees are too shot. I was ridiculous for even suggesting it. Uh, Guy takes a DVD on the apron, but he's too afraid to hurt his knees. You know, it's not going to be a, not going to be his second signature. Dude, I came alive for that plunge tonight. Awesome. It was awesome. It was like I Pepsi plunged. I agree. It's not going to be a regular thing, but I also don't think it should be. That's right. It should be a super finisher. Incredible. Hangman's out. Hangman's, Hangman just does not feel like the main thing on the show at all. Tough, it tough night. To tough night for the fired up Hangman promo with how good the promos and matches were on the other, on the other sides of this. Yeah, he was still good here, but this wasn't one of the best promos on the show. No, uh, he looked amazing, but Archer attacks. He's out there with Jakey Snakey and Dan Lambert, puts him through the table with a blackout, which is a pretty brutal spot, and I thought looked really good. Um, I'm excited for this match next week, but I don't know. We need, I need, uh, I need, I need a little more focus on the hangar, I think. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're in a, we're in a stage where the sort of the main, the main draws, uh, you know, after vanquishing Danielson, sort of the, the rest of the main guys are, are involved in other major things. And, and answer, uh, of course, Archer, of course, wasn't ever going to be a A plus plus sort of draw for him, mm-hmm. but, uh, this is a, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird sort of in between. Um, I have pretty, I have pretty 
high expectations for the deathmatch. I think that's a good spot for Archer. It's a Me good too. stip for Archer. It allows him to play to his strengths, and I think um, you know you get a, you get a strong Hangman win where he goes through a lot, and then we get into at the end of that um, what his next big serious pay per view emotional program is. The this character Hangman Page and this title run is built around him uh, fighting with emotion and and digging to those depths and and you know being. 100% all in in these things and it's you know you don't really do that with uh Texas Deathmatch against Archer where he has Jake the Snake coming out and he has uh Lambert who I think has his shine diminished by it being his second segment in about 40 minutes it's not a it's not the best use of 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 that bullet right totally I had that written down in my notes too that I would I would have had Lambert do one or the other or this one first if anything yeah because uh, this felt like the more important thing to get across tonight but n- nonetheless uh, a couple great points in our chat tonight, too. Just want to call out here. McVander Huge saying, is it weird that the title holders just don't feel like the biggest of deals? Sammy, eh. Jurassic Park, okay. Britt feels like she's taking a step back. I don't know if I agree with that one. Hangman taking a step back. Only exception is Jade, maybe. I, I would maybe include Britt as an exception in that, too. But, yeah, I, I don't feel like the titles feel like where my attention's at on this show. Britt's waiting for a worthy challenger. I, I don't think I don't know that Britt has taken a step back. Yeah, but the the title scene, who she's facing, is like who is she even facing right now? A hundred percent. Totally agree with Anfield Road here, who says the Pepsi Plunge should be his version of Naito Stardust Press. Yeah, his old finisher that he only brings out against Okada. Um, Eric Hartman saying they didn't even advertise Hanger before the show. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not I, I still like Hangman Page, but I think our fear going into Full Gear was that. How would Hangman Page do? The chase was so huge and so meaningful. How would he carry that momentum forward? And again, Hangman could be thrown into something great tomorrow and I'll be into it like that. There's not a criticism of him, especially more than is the booking. But he definitely has petered out since that Omega win, right? Like it's 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 not a severe drop off, but it's a drop off. I don't know that I really fully agree with that. I think this is one down week. I don't know that. I, I think basically every other week of this, we was like, yeah, this is on par and fine. I think he's, he's, never, he's never he's like never announced for the show, never has a big match. But I that was he even said that he was said I you know it's been I've been the champion for I've only been able to defend it twice. Um, you know I I don't I don't feel that way personally. I I don't I I think this go. this one week I maybe I maybe feel that. But we're talking about a week where um, we had some real bombs in the front in the back. Um, so I don't I don't really feel that way. I, I get why people would feel that way, but personally that doesn't hit the same way for me. Chris Jericho backstage with a promo on Santana and Ortiz. You guys have uh, let me down. You're turning your backs on me. And next week, Zoobs, there's going to be an inner circle meeting on Dynamite. I'm excited for this. Let's dissolve this thing. <laughs> Let's, I'm done. I'm, who, who does the dissolving? I think Santana and Ortiz are like, uh, Eddie Kingston's not embarrassing to be near. So we're going to we're gonna <laughs> head do out. Do Hager, Guevara, and Jericho stay together? I think I think maybe I think maybe Jakey Hag sticks around, but like, you know, my uh, leader is like I'm uh, an influencer. That was his new nickname for himself is the influencer. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Exit stage left here, and Sammy's got a title. Sammy has a belt to worry about. Um, Hager's the only only guy that I could see dinking around uh, as a crony. I don't see a lot of value left for anybody else. The influencer. Oh yeah, we need. Listen, it's, it's so funny. Is sometimes we will get on Jericho for the how bad the oh yeah fired up promo is, 
this is way worse. Like this is way. This is. I would rather him be dumb and off the cuff and go wild and be stupid Jericho than like this. This is so much worse. It was GFY. That's all I'm gonna say about that. That's straight from Chris Jericho's mouth to your ears, brother. Uh, we get a Starks and Jay Lethal video again. I thought this was kind of a weak video. Um, I don't need to see Jay Lethal ever. So, yeah. yeah. But Friday. <laughs> Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa. Hey, that's, that's a match I'll watch. That'll get you out of bed. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll tune into that. Eddie and Kingston, that leads us into Eddie, our main event, Eddie which Kingston we've already covered. Tweets at AEW. Whatever happens, happens. He said. Who said that? Eddie Kingston. Whatever happens, happens. That is true. It's a, it's a still from. I'm guessing an anime. I don't know anything about anime, so. It's also just one of these things that's impossible to deny. Yeah, absolutely right. That's like saying what it happens is, does happen. It's like saying it is what it is. It's like yeah, that's, yeah. that is. It couldn't be anything else. Factually correct. It is what it is. Yeah. It never is what it isn't. It's Cowboy Bebop. I'm being told. There you go. Oh wow, everybody. Okay, there you go. Look at that. We got a Cowboy Bebop chat. That's King of the Hill says baseball. No, that was, <laughs> that was King of the Hill. I don't to tell you what episode it was from and quote some line. Yeah, absolutely. Zoobs for the Simpsons, and... Uh, I love King of the Hill, too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, do you? Okay, okay. I, I don't think of you as much of a King of the Hill guy as I do a Simpsons guy, but maybe I have you read wrong. Well, I've seen more Simpsons, but I love King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No need to choose between them. I was just... Absolutely uh, not. Yeah. Yeah. Two great King shows. Of the Hill, but... King of the Hill, it took me longer to get into. I, I, was, I was an adult before I understood why King of the Hill was so great. Whereas, like, King, Simpsons, I was like, I loved it from seven years old onwards. The Simpsons is probably funnier, right? But, like, the hang factor of King of the Hill is, like, unparalleled. The, well, the, the, the best Simpsons episodes are just, like, you're just like, this is a, incredible that this exists. But, like, really good King of the Hill episodes, you're just like, this is so... The older I get, the more I understand everything Hank Hill says and does. A million percent. <laughs> Mike Judge also doesn't miss, so there you go. That's true. Let's uh, do it, Zoobs. Look at... Uh... Let's say it. Everybody's favorite segment. Well, let's say goodbye to the to the freaks and geeks. All right, the nasty casties head on out. Uh, thank you all so much for listening tonight. Again, we really appreciate it. If you can hit follow if you're listening on Spotify, or go give us a rate and review if you're listening on the Apple Podcast. I noticed a couple of you did that last week, and we do hugely appreciate it. Uh, we're looking to retire and become rich and greedy and wealthy off of this. So uh, anything you can do to help that venture goes a long way. So uh, until we talk to you again next week, love and energy. Love and energy.